The rules of engagement have changed. Simple things like when to call on sick, how to communicate with your bosses, and what your overall objective from work really is can really change depending upon whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, or even 70 years old. We're going to talk about that today here on the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Hi, I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me as always is Bob Graham. Together, we research, write about, blog, podcast, train, and coach, speak about serious soft skills, those interpersonal skills we use in the workplace to get stuff done. Last week, we started talking about this generational difference issue and how we're running into it in the workplace. It's coming up in conversations as we're out training and uh, meeting with people, and we just can't seem to get away with it. So we started unpacking that some, but this week we want to really get into some typical situations and how those generational differences impact what we do. Bob, let's get rolling and, and really uh, Dig deep into these. I know an an organization where the people that work there have a different perspective on their time off. So these employees get uh, anywhere from a day per month to like two days per month, depending on their seniority of um, time off. And they get sick days and they get vacation days. And there are some of the younger employees at this organization that will... Every time they get a sick day or a vacation day, they'll use it immediately. And then there are others that are there and they don't use any of their sick days and none of their vacation days until they go on vacation for a weekend. If they don't get sick all year, they don't use it at all. And then you have some people who sort of fall in the middle. They'll take a mental health day here, a mental health day there, or they'll take a day off to go shopping because they just need a break. And we see this again and again. I worked for a company that went through the same thing. And I don't know, have you ever been in an organization, Toby, where this kind of thing has happened, where there's different views on how to use leave? Certainly, Bob, when we were uh, coming up in our careers, we were at a time when all organizations had you earn your sick time and your vacation time. As you described, every month or every week or every so many hours of work, you saw this time show up on your record, and then it was available for you to use. And you're right. There was times when, yeah, we had people that were so proud that they had never used a sick day in 20 years and yada, yada. So it is a different time. And I will throw in, and we're going to have to deal with this, is that many organizations today have unlimited time off. How does one deal with that? Yes, yes. And what, what constitutes the need to take time off is shifting as well. You know, we, we have the... I, I guess I can share this. When I was first in my career, uh, if I took a day off one time to go do Christmas shopping, and I was in the area, and my biggest fear for that day was that my boss would be in the mall at the same time and see me, and he'd fire me, point blank, done. Now, I don't know if that would or wouldn't happen, but I can tell you I've talked to a fair number of younger people than me, uh, including some relatives, who I tell them that story, and they just laugh. They think that is the funniest thing in the world, that I would be that worried about losing my job because I would see my boss at the mall. And they're even the ones who say, well, you know, my boss knows I was at the mall because I posted a Facebook post or I put something on Instagram or Snapchat about it, and they're on, they're in my network. And so 
we really have a different perspective these days. The world is is much more complicated when it comes to just this thing. And how do you deal with it if you're a boss? And I know someone who's in this situation where the employee was taking all their sick time uh, as quickly as they got it. And lo and behold, after a year and a half, the person got really sick and went to the boss and said, I need more sick time. And the boss said, no can do. You're going to have to take unpaid leave. And that didn't sit well with the employee, but the alternative was, we're going to kick you out on your ear. You either have to show up on, for work on Monday or not. And there are plenty of companies, I think, that would do that, that would say, look, we gave you these days. You you abused it by using them early. Now you got sick. You don't have sick time. You're of no use to us. Bye-bye. I think that you really got to the a root of that problem is that we really have to consider the organization. What kind of organization are we working for? Is it an organization that's very structured, highly rule-based? Um, are there certain you know ways that sick time can be used? Are there ways that sick time cannot be used? So uh, uh, it's unfortunate because when we get into an organization, and I, I'm familiar with some of the situations you're describing where folks may be from uh, very new in their career, and they come in and see that sick time and say, hey, that could be used. And in some organizations, that's fine. In others, like you said, there's a limit. And so when it's gone, it's gone, and you need to show up to work. And there's others that have a much more loose policy where we, we, we you know, we, we don't control it so much. I, I would, I would be challenged to say it's almost uh, as challenging then for the uh, more senior workers to work in an unstructured situation where there is no requirement about uh, how many days off you get and how many sick days you get off because. Some of us are so used to that being controlled and saying, I, well, I can't take off tomorrow because it's unplanned, it's unscheduled. Right, and then you have the whole issue of the people who are saving their sick time because they need it for something down the road. Or uh, I knew of one case where someone was getting married and they were going to save a couple of sick days and tack those on so that they could have a longer um, uh, honeymoon. And so they came in and worked and they were off in the bathroom, you know, six times that day. And that's really difficult for an organization. It's really difficult for the person who's managing that person to have confidence. And I think that's one of the things I really struggled with as a manager was at one point I had an employee who would just disappear when work got really difficult. They would just call in sick at the one time that we really needed that employee more than ever when it was all hands on deck and their hands were not on the deck. And that's really difficult. And after the second or third time, as a manager, you realize this and you go, you know what? I just expect that this person is going to take off. And you build around it. And so you don't give them opportunities. You don't build them into the system. And you're basically working around that person. And if there's someone who has seniority, it gets even more complicated because everyone's looking and going, this person's been here for a long time. You have a different set of rules for that person. And it's just really difficult all the way around. And I don't know what the answer is, but I think it's something that we see more and more. And I, I, I'm, I'm really at a loss as we talk through it. How about you, Toby? Yeah, I think some of the core elements of this, though, are definitely communication is really knowing what the rules are in your organization, how it works, who needs to be communicated. And sometimes those are the explicit rules and sometimes those are implicit rules of, of uh, norms of behavior in a place. 
Because you're right. I know even in a, in a structured work situation where we, we ha- certainly had sick days, we had vacation days, when it came down, though, to the point of was someone reliable or not, you know, yes, you had the right to take those sick days when you're sick. You had the right to take certain number of vacation days, but you left us in the lurch. You know, we were not able to get the work done. Other people had to work all weekend because you decided you weren't going to be available. So regardless of uh, of whether you have dedicated days or not, it comes down to being a team player and knowing what the work is and what needs to be done and knowing when it is, but at the same time, knowing when to not come in. All right, Toby, that, that's great insight. Uh, why don't we take a break and then I'm going to tease this. We're going to come back and I'm going to tell you an example of where being incredibly loyal actually helped someone when they needed additional time off. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Could your business benefit from learning more about soft skills? We've been working with companies to help them identify their employees' soft skill portfolio and how to improve their workplace leveraging those strengths. Could this help your business? Well, if you feel like your team, your office, your company is stuck, not as productive as it should be, missing deadlines, constantly infighting and sniping? Have key employees left for better jobs? Do you or the people you work with hate going to work? Our soft skills training can help. To learn more, call 937-SKILLS-5. That's 937-S-K-I-L-L-S and the number 5. We can talk about how we can help your organization with a customized soft skills plan of attack. Again, to learn more, Give us a call at 937-SKILLS-5. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. We've been talking about uh, how different generations and organizations look at something as simple or as complicated, depending on how you look at it, about time off, whether it's paid time off, sick leave, vacation, and all that. And I promised a couple minutes ago I was going to give a little, little story about how being really loyal actually paid off for someone, and oddly enough, Toby, it's a story about me because I know of no one else to tell stories about but myself. So um, I actually had a job about, let me think, this was almost 25 years ago. Boy, time flies. And I had gone to the job and told them that I had had some really serious health issues when I was hired. I didn't expect them to come back, and lo and behold, after being there for about six months, The issues came back, and I needed some major surgery, and I needed to be off for like three or four months. And they said to me, you know, we appreciate that you were up front with us. We appreciate that you were incredibly loyal, and you did everything we asked of you, and you did even overtime and extra stuff for us. So we're going to pay you for those three months, which was not something I was expecting in any way, shape, or form. But it really showed to me how if we give, we might receive back. And I'm not sure when I tell younger people that story that they all look at me like, but no one's going to do that. But I've heard stories of that when someone gets really sick. I've heard that from a lot of organizations, even really small organizations find a way. And remember, paying someone like me for three months when I'm not there cost them I don't know, I guess my salary then was 25000 a year. It was way back. So what was that, seven, dollars $8,000? You say, well, it's only seven, dollars $8,000. But that's a lot of money to an organization when you're getting no productivity. And that's one of the things I think we haven't really talked through, Toby, is this whole idea of productivity, that organizations are expecting to achieve results, and you staff based on your needs. 
And then if you have someone who isn't there when you need them to be there or not holding up their part of it, as a manager, that makes it really hard to forecast and be accurate in your planning of work and allocating resources. Bob, these are tough situations. And uh, one thing I've seen is that we've got immediately, and, and uh, as a supervisor of uh, a lot of people these days, I I see different responses from folks and different, certainly generationally. And number one is no one is right or wrong. And it, it often requires that I ask that additional question. Oh, okay. So you're not going to be available Monday for our big meeting. Okay. So can I get you to dial in on it? Or how can we make sure that you get all the information you need and also get your input into the meeting? So uh, there's no right or wrong. It's a complex situation and it's going to require that we work through it together to really find the best solution. And Toby, you brought up a really good point I hadn't thought about until now, which is that ownership thing, that if you're not going to be there, maybe going to your boss with a, I can't be there, but here's how I'm going to recover from this minor setback or major setback. Here's my plan of attack might be the way to go about it. Right. To be a little more proactive and not just tossing the, here's the problem, I'm not going to be there. Here's the problem and here's what I'm going to do as a solution. And I think we mentioned earlier, you really got to know the rules of engagement. Are there company policies that really affect this? And that may limit how we can work around it. I I know in uh, one of the places I worked, uh, there was a very specific amount of sick time. And we had a person who uh, used up their sick time, and a lot of us hadn't used theirs. So we, were, our organization allowed us to pool our sick time, and so we were able to actually pass our unused time to them, uh, and it worked out really well. That's and the I, nicest thing you've said about that company we don't mention in the whole time we've worked together. <laughs> I'm actually it, touched. Never know until you have to really push the limits. You really plugged uh, me in with that one. And then I think the, the third is uh, you got to get some outside perspective at times because sometimes we're so close to the situation um, that solutions seem too far uh, away for us and we're stuck in our uh, using the same solutions we've always used. Well, hold it. There's the policy. Didn't you read the policy? And that's not quite the answer that's really going to move our group forward. And at times, uh, over time, sometimes those policies need to change. But for the, mean, for the uh, time being, we have to work within them. They, they do – that's one of the things I think we see, Toby, when we're out working with people is these, th- these rules of engagement can become rules of commonality, rules of acceptable behavior within an organization. So you're not engaging about them. They're, they're determined because everyone had a say in the matter. And also everyone realized what the objective is. You know, the objective at work is not to get as many days off as possible. It's to achieve results. And if you can remember that and start from there – That tends to help, I find. Um, Well, Toby, of course, the sick leave, the paid time off debate is only one of the many regarding generational differences, and they tend to create an us-versus-them mentality among people in the same age groups. You know, people my age are always right, and people that other age are always wrong. And no organization can really support that kind of approach. It just isn't going to work. And I think that's one of the things we're trying to get out in the last two weeks as we talk about generational differences is that it can't be us versus them. It's got to be us, we, how do we want to look at these things and achieve the results? What can we do as a group? Bob, I think these generational differences are something we've got to continue to to 
peel away and, and wrestle with. Uh, I'd love to hear from some of our listeners who are experiencing some of this, especially uh, in some newer organizations. I know here where we work at Serious Soft Skills, we're a really flexible, open group, and we uh, really work well together. But I know some folks are in organizations that have gone to the uh, unlimited time off model. Love to hear some examples of how that's working really well and how that's caused conflict and how you've resolved that. So uh, you can certainly reach out to us in a lot of different social media forums. We're at Real Soft Skills on Twitter. We're also, uh, it's easy to email us, podcasts at SeriousSoftSkills.com. I'd love to hear some experiences and um, some issues that you'd like to see us wrestle with here on the podcast. Even love to talk to someone on the air about it. Uh, if someone had a situation they wanted to address, it would be great to go through a real, you know, live ammunition situation and, and, and talk through it because sometimes the reality is when someone starts talking about it, everyone benefits. So Toby, I think that's all we have for today. Um, not sure what our next podcast will be about. Uh, who knows? We'll spin the roulette wheel of opportunity for podcasts. We have 55 soft skills that we can always go back and chase. In my spare time, I haven't told you this, but I've been trying to figure out which of the 55 we have not done a specific podcast on. That's on my homework assignment. So come back to us uh, next week and see where the roulette wheel spins. And if you have a suggestion for us on what we should cover, feel free to use those Uh, platforms Toby suggested. Until we talk to you again, thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. Oh, 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 oh,